0: Wayne lost to Canada in the gold medal game of the World Junior Hockey Championship on Friday. And afterward, the captain of Sweden, Elias Anderson, got his silver medal and immediately threw it into the stands. That kid is a punk. He's a brat. And what he did is both immature and stupid. But people are defending this idiot. Adults are defending this brat. Oh, he's a real competitor. He just wants to win really bad. I'd want him on my team. Hey, I would want him on my team too. But I wouldn't want him doing dumb and embarrassing crap, and I would tell him so. He'd get the full hair dryer treatment from me. I'd chew him up. Her Brooks would have ripped him a new one. I can guarantee you that. It sickens me when I hear adults sanctioned idiotic behavior by kids under the guise of nonsense like he was just being competitive crappy kids become crappy adults and we already see the residue of that in this country in this world big time so hey Lias Anderson from the Swedish Junior National Team and all the adults who sanction and enable kids being brats guess what? You just made the list. Double M on the X. The list brought to you by Matt Burt's Plumbing. Cont on a name you can trust. Dial 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. I seriously don't know how an adult can condone a kid doing that. There's a bigger picture than winning. But we've forgotten that. I hear people quoting Ricky Bobby defending Elias Anderson. If you're not first, you're last. Corey Hirsch, the uh, former New York Rangers goalie who does media now, quoted Ricky Bobby on Twitter. If you're not first, you're last. You are quoting a fictional buffoon. You're quoting a character in a movie played by Will Ferrell who was fictional and a buffoon. You're quoting a fictional buffoon like he's Plato or Socrates. You are quoting a fictional buffoon and acting like it's something to be taken seriously, which makes you a non-fictional buffoon. Yikes. Quoting Ricky Bobby. I got a blog about this on the Mark Madden page at WXDX.com. You can check it out. There's a video of this brat throwing the medal into the crowd. And you know what else his excuse was? I finished second in the under 17s and second in the under 18s, and I'm just sick of it. You're a brat. You need slapped. Let me tell you, Herb Brooks would have lost his mind about this. I guarantee that. Then again, I don't know. Herb was so like go against the grain semi zen. Maybe he would have picked the spot and defend. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have ripped him a new one. That I could promise you for absolute certain. 412 333 9939 is the number to call. Uh, Rumored that the New York, uh, excuse me, the Houston Astros. We've moved on from the Yankees. The Houston Astros are now in pursuit of Garrett Cole. You just heard Bob McGlocklin and I talk about the various ways that Pittsburgh will undoubtedly talk itself into being scared to death of the Jacksonville Jags by the time they're in town to play the Steelers uh, this Sunday. And I want to talk about the Penguin game too. Where are all you people today who called the show last week that wanted Tristan Jari to have a chance to supplant Matthew Murray as the Penguins' number one goalie? I hate to put Jari on blast, but had the Penguins lost last night, Tristan Jari would have been the reason why. He was terrible. So at one point he allowed four out of seven shots to go into net. That was in the second period when the Bruins went from 3-1 down to 5-3 up. The Penguins rallied, full credit, and Jari's a good backup, but that's what he is. He's a number two in this league right now. And Matt Murray came in, and and Muzz needs to play better, and he knows it, but he did play better uh, last night. Didn't have to make a bunch of saves, I think just six after entering the game, but stopped Marchand on a penalty shot with one minute left in a tie game. That was epic. It was classic. How about Alexiak? I give Alexiak credit. Marshawn got behind him for breakaway. He slashed him right across the hands and sawed him in half. That was a pretty good whack. Uh, But Marshawn shook it off. That's the one thing about Marshawn that's aggravating. He's very difficult to hurt. Except when James Neal, a couple years back, hit him with a million-dollar knee lift. That hurt him. I also want to talk with the Penguins. Uh... By the way, I haven't mentioned this yet. Tomorrow in the 3 o'clock hour, I'm not sure what time yet, I have a big announcement concerning my career. And no, I'm not leaving 105.9 The X. They wouldn't let me announce that. But uh, a big announcement concerning my career, I'm working on a column uh, about the Penguins line combinations. And I'm a big Mike Sullivan fan, but i got to tell you, I look at him trying to artificially produce balance with the Penguins' lines by putting Kessel and Sid and Gino on separate lines, and I don't like it. I really don't think it's going to work. Sid, Sprung, and Simon. I love Sid and Sprung. Simon, not so much. Doesn't belong there. Hornquist, Malkin, Haglin. Haglund obviously doesn't belong in a top six. May not belong in a Penguins jersey, really, the way he's playing. Love the forecheck, love the PK, but but two goals in 44 games. When you're getting shifts with guys like Malkin is absurd. I've never been a big fan of the Hornquist-Malkin combination. And then your third line is Gensel at center, however, temporarily, with Kessel and Sherry. That sounds like there's a lot of talent there, but I'm not sure it's talent and that actually fits together well. So I wouldn't be going with Sid and Sprong. But I would put Kessel back with Malkin. I'd go with G- boy. This makes Shea in the third line center again. I don't care. I'd go with Gensel, uh, Sid and Sprong, and I would go with Sherry. Boy, that leaves even the second line weak. They got to make a trade. They got to trade all their good, all their bad players for all the other team's good players. You know, Marshawn kind of undercut Sid last night too kind of took his legs out, and Sid took a bump. That shows what a little rat Marchand is. I said last night, if I played in the league and I played against Marchand, I'd say one night okay. I'm taking the five minutes, I'm taking the ejection, I'm taking the suspension, and I'm going to cut this big-nosed little rat right in two. Right in two. Because he just, he needs that to be done to him. I'm against violence in hockey, but I would try to make it look like an accident. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I would saw him in half, then autograph the stick I did it with and put it on eBay afterwards. What a jerk, Marchand is. Anyway, I say that because Marchand played with Sid on the World Cup of Hockey line. It was Marchand, Bergeron, and Sid, right? And Marchand's never played better than when he played with Sid. And then he cheap shots Sid every chance he gets when the Bruins play the Penguins. What a big bag of suck that jerk is. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. So I want your comments on the Penguins and Sullivan trying to artificially create balance on the lines through the combinations. Also, I want to know what you think about the Swedish kid throwing his silver medal into the crowd. You're allowed to disagree with me. If you think it's okay, I mean, that makes you a bad parent probably, but you could still call up and disagree with me. And about the Bills Mafia. This era we're in where the frat boy sports quasi not really media puts up uh, passes off bad behavior something to be applauded like i love pat mcafee he said how great the bills mafia is and honestly well i can't say that'll keep pat mcafee from ever working in real sports media because bill cowher in tribute to the bills mafia went through a table on cbs yesterday 105 x
1: Now, the super genius, Mark Madden.
0: You're talking to the super genius. Yo, double M. Yo, drunked up Willie. Mark Madden is Pittsburgh Sports. The
1: X at 105.9. Double
0: M on the X. What are your takes on the Penns line combinations? What are your take on Ian Cole still being out of the lineup? What's your take on Tristan Jari's bad night? And not that Matt Murray needed solidified as the Penguins' number one goalie because he definitely did not. How do you feel about Jari now and what workload he should get? And has Murray's confidence been restored after that great save with a minute left and a 5-5 tie against Brad Marchand on a penalty shot? Let's go to Mark in Arkansas. Mark, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey,
2: Mark. How you doing today? Terrific. I think that Sully's uh, train of thought is basically they want to add that scoring depth that's made them so successful the last two seasons by pretty much splitting up the stars and he's just trying to work with what he's got. Um, as far as Hagelin being on the second line with Malkin, I think he's trying to go and basically compensate for Hagelin not scoring and going on. Hagelin's pretty good at creating uh, a little bit of chaos whenever he uh, basically picks up the speed.
0: Yeah, yeah, he he sucks, okay? And uh, I can't come up with any logical reason. And I hate to knock Mike Sullivan, but this is something he's doing I just don't get. Uh, There's no denying how Sully's uh, won two cups, done a great job here in Pittsburgh. I think he's doing a great job now, but this is one move I just don't get. Give me one logical reason, Mark, for playing a guy with two goals in 44 games on the line with Evgeny Malkin, one of the top five centers in hockey. Give me a logical reason, and how many other teams would do that?
2: There's very few teams that would logically do that, but like I said, he can create a little bit of chaos and throw the other team well, off. You know what else would
0: create feet. a little bit of chaos? If somebody dropped their pants on the ice and took a dump on the, on the center line. I mean, it create chaos. You act like, I mean, seriously, you think that's a good enough reason for Haglin to play with Malkin? Because he creates no, chaos. Don't. What good does that chaos do Evgeny Malkin? Evgeny Malkin needs spill, skill and speed and execution as a left winger. That's what he needs. Or just tying up, doesn't matter. Like, right now, okay, right now, Kuhn Hockle's a better player than Haglin. And again, I'm not diminishing what that guy did in the two cup runs, but that's all over. And now he's stealing a paycheck. And if he wants to prove me otherwise, I'd love to see it, but he hasn't so far. Two goals in 44 games. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. It's the Mark Madden show on 10590X. What, what basically Sully's doing is trying to create this artificial balance by putting a weak link on each line and hope that the players can pick up beyond. There's not really a weak link on the Gensel line. Gensel, Sherry and Kessel. That's uh 13 goals by Gensel 11 by Sherry and 18 by Kessel. But then on the Crosby line, you got Crosby best player in hockey has really picked it up lately with seven points in his last two games, but you got a uh, Dominic Simon with uh No goals in nine games. He's a minor leaguer. Sprong with two goals in five games. At least Sprong has the pedigree potential and skills to play with Crosby. But still, again, Haglin Weak Link on the Balkan line, Simon Weak Link on the Crosby line. And I understand that the alternative is having two strong lines and a weak third line. And they don't want to do that. And maybe this'll work. I'm just saying that it's a theory. I can and do poke some holes in. Let's go to Dan and New Ken. Dan, you're on the Mark Madden show.
2: Hey, Mark. Um, I went to the game last night, and I, I think uh, we saw a little bit of the, uh, the Stanley Cup team, and then we've seen some of the, uh, the issues they've had this year as well. But I'm not defending Sullivan putting Hagelin on that line. However, they haven't scored any goals. Uh, and I just think that he just tried to shuffle some things around, just trying some things out. They're not going to be able to part with
0: Hagel. And they are scoring well, goals now. That's true.
2: Well, and that's true. And, and, and uh, I just think maybe that's part of why he actually had done this. And at least I'm not defending one way or another how he did it, you know, Sullivan that is, but I just think that this is just his way of shuffling the
0: rock. No, and- no, it's his way again. I understand his plan. It's to create balance artificially by dividing the three stars among three lines. That's what he's doing. It's worked before, and ironically, it worked to its greatest effect in the 2016 playoffs with the HBK line. And we shouldn't forget the H was Haglin, But that was a much different and more effective Haglin back then. And and I agree with you, and I didn't think that Haglin played that bad on that line last
2: night. I actually thought he, you know,
0: he... he Did he score? No, he did not. Right, and he's not going to either.
2: Well, and he's not going to. I mean, there was one time he had a semi-breakaway, and you know that didn't pan out too well for him. But he, he's not going to score goals. But I think he's going to try to be utilized for assists and and try to get. He has uh, four of
0: those. Well, hopefully in this line, he has two goals and one. four assists on the season. Well,
2: like I said, two goals and on, four
0: assists in forty-three games. I, like I said, I'm not defending
2: that Sullivan done this, but I just think he's just trying to. You know, I'm not even attacking
0: that Sullivan's done it. He's a great coach. I just, I question, yeah. let me tell you, you know what I would honestly do? I'd put Kuhn-Hawkel on that line before Haglin. kuhn Hockle hasn't proven quite as much over the long haul that he's never going to score again. Haglin is never going to score again. Let's talk to Jake in Greentree. Jake, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, uh, just two quick points, Mark. Uh, one thing,
3: I don't get why Cole isn't in the lineup, especially over Hunwick. I think he's shown more this year.
0: I would play Cole over Hunwick. I do not see that quite as an outrageous decision like some do, though.
3: Um, yeah, and then the second point, the only thing I can think of with uh, Hags on, you know, Gino's line is to try and dump the pump deep and uh, get a little pressure on the pump. And, right, because when I think
0: of Evgeny Malk and I think dump and chase.
3: Uh, yeah, I I don't get that, but uh, that's the only thing I can think. Otherwise, Haglin, I don't really get him there. I, I think Kunackle would definitely be better over him.
0: You know what this reminds me of? And again, I reiterate, I'm a big Sullivan fan. How could you not be? Two Cups has such control of the team, his finger on the pulse, more than any Penguins coach that I've worked with while well, dating back quite some time. But I remember when Michelle Terry coached, and Mike listened to the show a lot, and I think Sully does, too, actually. But, but Terry listened to the show a lot, and he'd hear me disagree with him on something, criticize him. He'd call me into his office and explain why he did it. And then I would still disagree with it, and he would, like, say, hey, I explained to you why I did it. i go, and i still disagree with it. And it'd get hot.
1: Let's go to Christian in the car. Christian, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. I had a question for you that I've always kind of wondered about, but... I remember when
2: Dan Bilesmo was coaching, whenever the Penguins needed a pick me up or of some sort,
1: he would sometimes play Crosby and Malkin on a line together.
0: Yeah, they very- called it they called it listen to this terminology. The the coaches back then when they would put Sid and Gino on the same line, they would do it late in the game where they trailed, right? Yeah. They would call it pulling the goalie before we pull the goalie. Okay.
1: is there any reason I know we've we've lacked some energy in some games is there any reason is it because of depth is there any reason that they're not or so oh there's any playing?
0: number of reasons why sid and gino don't play together at five on five one is it hardly ever has worked when they've done it uh two is it would totally preclude any chance at balance in your lineup yeah okay it would make the pay- three is it would make the Penguins pay- very easy to check in terms of schematically right yep and four is neither one's a wing Okay. They both stink yeah. at wing. And and I think each would tell you that too. Gotcha. Appreciate it, Mark. Thank you for calling. Those were some good calls. Let's get more good calls. Cause I'm burnt out. Like I, I thought I did, you know, I mostly think my show stinks, okay? Despite the financial rewards and the recognition and the legendary status and everything good I've accrued by doing the best show in Pittsburgh Sports Talk Radio for twenty two years. Mostly I think it stinks. But I want to run now where I think like eight of the last nine shows were pretty good. And today, I like just them. I'm tired of the show being good. I've always had like kind of a self destructive button I push. But I think today's been okay. Not good, but okay. All it has to be is better than everybody else, which it always is. So, anyway, more good calls. Again, what? Here's for this next segment What about the Jaguar scares you the most? Or do you assume it's going to be a cakewalk? Which I kind of do, but uh, I'll talk myself out of that. And to some degree, already have. And with the Penguins, Cole out of the lineup. Talk about that. Kessel, Sid, and Gino divvied up on three lines. Talk about that. Jari gets bombed. Murray comes in and stops Marchand. Talk about that. Four one two three three WXDX.
1: Now the super genius, Mark Madden.
0: Yeah, the intensity and the talents. Hey, what's up, Mark? Big fan. Adults don't want kids to be funny. I'm immature, so I don't count. The X at 105.9. By the way, correction from earlier, at one time, Chris Letang did lead NHL defenseman in assists, but he's dropped since to sixth in the race with 24. That said, he is the quarterback of the best power play in the league. Scored a goal last night. I don't think Tanger's ever played as bad as his critics have said this year and uh, I think his value to the team is enormous and if he's not playing as well as they need him to just yet I have every confidence that Chris Letang will uh, Let's go to JP and Moon Township. JP, you're on the Mark Madden show
1: Hey Mark uh, Jacksonville's run game
2: scares me more than anything about them. Leonard Fournette specifically and his ability to Gash
0: the Steelers well like, I don't know that he gashed not- them last time except for the 90yard run which is quite a gash but he only averaged uh, three and a half yards per carry uh except for that run uh I thought the Steelers did a decent job containing him despite losing by a lopsided score in week five that said they had Shazier then and do not have him now
1: he and Blake Bortles can run the ball, as you saw in the last game. Well, Blake Bortles got lucky running
0: the ball. Scrambling and running the ball are two different things. Like, there was a play where Bortles fumbled the snap, picked it up facing the right way, and saw 10 yards in front of him. I don't think Blake Bortles is going to make much positive impact. I think Fournette could, but, uh, but not enough positive impact. The biggest danger is that Jacksonville defense, which... Uh, Even though you say it will never happen again, and I don't believe it will, they did pick Ben Roethlisberger off five times the last time. That's a real good ball-hawking physical secondary. Let's go to Sean at Homestead. Sean, you're on with Mark. Hang up and try again. Oh, hang up and try again? I only got 22 minutes to go. I don't want to try again. David in the car, David. You're on with the super genius. Double M, big fan, big fan. What up? Double M. Yeah, I'm on the air. So are you, so talk. The Swedish kid
3: uh, throwing his medal. I know it's a sore loser move, but wouldn't you rather see that desire to win than the
0: way our current generation is? No. With participation. No, no, that is how our current generation is. Our current generation is a bunch of brats, a bunch of spoiled a-holes. What that kid did... There are two ends of the spectrum, the kid who throws a hissy fit when he loses and the kid who who yanks it and cranks it while polishing his participation trophy, but each is equally prevalent among kids in today's society. And furthermore, you could lose, be mad, be a competitor, and not make an ass of yourself. You know, just because you don't throw your silver medal into the stands doesn't mean you're not a competitor there were a bunch of kids who won a silver medal on that swedish team that didn't throw the medal into the stance
3: right and they, they they accepted the fact that they lost but and that's the you don't have to accept
0: it. the fact fe- you see you're can you see you're an all or nothing kind of guy mostly nothing i'm sure and and you're acting like they accepted losing that they're wallowing and losing if they didn't throw their medal into the stance you could be mad about losing and accept it and get by it with grace, sportsmanship and class. Don't you think that's advisable?
3: Yes, no, I, I agree with that, and that's the way they should have handled it. But, I mean, instead of seeing someone be
0: happy about getting a fifth-place trophy... They no,
1: just... but you're, 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 you're
0: comparing apples and, and excrement. This has nothing to do with somebody being happy about getting a fifth-place trophy.
3: Right, no, I, I, I see what you're saying. I... I agree that the rest of the team handled it the right way, but I, I just, I mean, I, I think at least he, at least he showed that desire, and I know it was immature, no. But... You're
0: wrong. He acted like an ass. He didn't show desire. He acted like an ass.
3: So uh, would you rather would you rather have someone like him on your team, or would you rather have someone
0: that's okay with being mediocre? Well, but I'd rather have someone that really wants to win and then handles it right. in a way that that he's not a brat. You act like there's yes. either two choices. Either no, no, either just... throw the medal in the stands or French kiss losing.
3: Right. No, I was saying if you had to pick one or the other, what would you rather have then?
0: I, I don't have to pick one or the other. Believe me. And there are a lot of kids out there that played hockey for me that are listening right now. They know I would never have tolerated what that kid did. Very well, thank you. I'd have been up his backside with no lube before the medal landed. That's an ugly picture. I don't mean that literally. Let's go to uh, Jack at Ocean City. Jack, you're on with the super genius. Mark, who's going to get to their eighth championship trophy first, the Steelers or the Penguins? Their eighth? Yeah. What do you mean eighth? The, the Steelers well, have six and the, and Penguins, the Penguins have five. Awesome. Wouldn't, wouldn't be asking who's going to get number seven first be more logical? Well, well the Steelers are on the cusp. Yeah, so, yeah. Why don't we call New England and see if the Patriots think the Steelers won well, the cusp? They have a better chance, I'd say. Of, yeah, the, I don't or, know about that. Well, either do I, but I'm just thinking who would
2: be, who's going to pass the other, or, or would the Penguins ever pass the
0: Steelers? Call the B team. That's a subject that would be great with. Trivial nonsense. Who's going to get the eighth championship first? I think it's the Steelers. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Let's go to Harry and Emsworth. Harry, you're on with Double M.
1: Good evening, Mark. Good evening. Hey, Mark, I wanted to know how much credit you think Phil Kessel deserves for the power play success and what you think about
2: it seeming like the power play is built to go through Phil. Yeah, now.
0: you know what? I said before, that's a good point, Henry. I said earlier that, that Latang's the quarterback in the power play. Latang's the entry guy on the power play, and he does his share of movement. When it comes to puck and positioning, but really the power play does run through Kessel. If you had the name a quarterback, it would probably be Phil. How much credit does he deserve? A ton of credit. How much credit is he getting? A ton of credit. Do they need Do they need someone to be more valuable than him to get to where they want to go? Yes, they do. Right now, Phil's their MVP, and that's not good. Thank you for the call. I was hoping for more conversation, but you just chuckled and then hit the bricks. You know, we haven't talked about Liverpool sold its best player to Barcelona, Philip Coutinho. They got that great defender, Virgil van Dyke, who scored the winner in the FA Cup, the, the derby against Everton on Friday. But but Coutinho's going to be tough to replace. I don't know why they sold him in the middle of the season. I know he really wanted to go. I'd have made him stay. But uh, that's that. And we'll see what happens. Liverpool haven't lost, like, I think they're unbeaten in 14 or 15 games now. And I still have only very, extremely, unbelievably guarded optimism. A lot more guarded right now than Philip Coutinho's in Barcelona. But you know what you have to accept, seriously? If you have a, a soccer club and you sign a really good Latino player, you know, Latino, South American, Mexican, you know, Latino, Spanish, whatever. If you sign a really good Latino player and he like just blossoms at your club, he is going to want to go to Barcelona or Real Madrid at some point. That is every Latino footballer's dream. So when you sign that guy, you're going to accept it. Look at Cristiano Ronaldo. He went to Man United as a teenager, won everything, got paid everything, screwed everything, but he wanted to go to Madrid as soon as possible because that's what the the uh, Latinos want. Let's go to Virgil in the Hill District. Virgil, you're on with Double M.
1: What up, man? What up, man? Well, I hope I'm wrong. I'm a bit of a uh, a pessimist. Well, I think you're wrong. Okay, that's fine. I think last night they played the way they played because the carrot that was dangled in front of them was five days off. And I don't know you know, you talk about them playing a lot of hockey, and I totally agree with you. I just don't know if they're going to be able to recreate that in the second half, Mark, every night, you know? Well, you don't have to do it every night.
0: They need to do it a lot more nights. I think that's the fairest thing to say.
1: Yeah, and, and it just, I mean, the jump they had, it was the most entertaining game of the season. And, and I think Sid and Gino, their 5-on-5 five five scoring numbers, they're, they're going to get better. They can't be as bad as they were the first half of the season. And I also think the power play is going to kind of maybe come back a couple percentage points. But, hey, remember a couple years ago when we said, why can't this power play figure itself out? It's sure figured itself out. Yeah, and you know what? It's still an aggravating
0: power play. It doesn't shoot enough. looks for the perfect shot. But you know what? Borky made a real good point, uh, Virgil, and thank you for the call. Not only great puck movement, great player movement. Like guys moving in and out of each other's spots. Just, There's nothing about that power play that isn't absolutely brilliant. Now, if they weren't scoring, we'd all be bitching or not shooting enough, but uh, they are scoring. Now, time to ask Mark anything. Just don't quote Ricky Bobby. 412 333
1: WXDX. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden.
0: Hello, is this Mark Madden? Mark, this is the fake New McDonald. How the hell are you? What's going on now sucks, but that sucked too, and it was boring. DX at
1: 1059.
0: Double M on the X. Time now to ask Mark anything. 412 wxdx Ask Mark anything brought to you by Chipino Restaurant and Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chop house, so be sure to check out Chapino in the strip. Let's go to Jim and Cranberry. Jim, ask Mark anything.
2: Double M, if you won the uh, Powerball, how much would you take to Vegas and how much would be your first bet?
0: Why would I take any of it to Vegas? At that point, why do I need to gamble? Why not? You know what I would do? I would take that money to Vegas and smother myself in the finest female flesh that that fine town has to offer. You asked, so I told you. You know what I would like to do? And I'm not ruling this out even with the money I make now. I would like to see what the rush is like to buy in for like ten grand for blackjack and play 1000 a hand. Be crazy, right? Let's go to Mark on the road. Mark. Ask Mark anything.
1: Double M. What up, man? What up? Okay, I got a question for you. Uh, with uh, the, the departure of Coutinho this past weekend, uh, who do you think would fit in best with the formation of that breakout kind of offense that Klopp's uh, running this year?
0: Well, in terms of somebody that Liverpool already have or somebody that they're, they should go and
1: get? Well, with the money that they got, I feel like they could go out and get somebody. But okay, who? The question is who. who? Exactly. That's, that's I don't I'm see after. an
0: obvious replacement that's available. You hear you hear guys like uh, Mares at uh, Leicester City, but he's a winger. He wouldn't replace Coutinho. You hear Lamar at Monaco, but he's really more of a forward. He wouldn't replace Coutinho. I don't know. I, I hear, and this is hard to believe, I hear the intent is to put Oxlade-Chamberlain in that spot for the time being, who's on the bench right now. Uh, I would rather see Adam Alana in that spot. But then again, he's more of an outside center midfield than a central player. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I do know they'll probably lose to Manchester City on the 14th. Then again, what if they don't? I mean, they'll never catch City for first place, but that's how you get in Champions League. City hasn't lost a game yet. If Liverpool would get a win there at Anfield, which I'm not ruling out because Liverpool hasn't lost at home yet this year, if they get uh, three points against City, that would be three points no other team would get. That's how you get in Champions League. Let's go to uh, Eric in Cannonsburg. Eric, ask Mark anything.
1: Hey, Mark. What's up? Hey, uh, what is a good place to get hockey stats that aren't just goals, assists, plus, minus, stuff like that? I go to
0: NHL.com. You know, there's... You could click. I forget where it's at on the page with the basic stats, but you can get uh, you can get more in depth stats on that page too. NHL.com for sure.
2: Okay, appreciate it.
0: Where had you been going? I
3: use ESPN. It's awful.
0: Yeah, because they really cover hockey well. Leaves the line open here for Ask Mark. Anything four one two three 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 wxdx. Let's go to the dude at the bowling alley. The dude abides. Ask Mark anything.
1: Double M. So me and my buddy are in a disagreement here. That's a bummer, man. <laughs> we need to know, is the tape on top of Sid's stick blue or purple?
0: Well, I don't know. I'll find out, though. I all like right. asking him about all his nutty stuff.
1: All right. Well, I'll listen uh, for the next time you get you get a hold of him. I will do. Thank you. I wish I could, like, tape
0: the, the off-the-record conversation I had with Sid. We are talking about his plans for the break. And they, they sound pretty fun. Uh, he doesn't like it when his privacy is is broached on stuff like that. You know, if if you use it, but you'll talk about it, you know, to just if you're going to, you know, blab about it. But I, but I was, like, saying what, like, a great time it was going to be, and I, you know, made a couple suggestions. He, like, rolled his eyes. I go, okay, like, you're not the happiest guy I know. Like, seriously, that guy, he's got life just, just you know, deed. You know what I mean? I mean, what does he have to worry about? He's won three Cups. He's one of the top five players. Of all time. You know, he's making millions upon millions. You know, he's the happiest guy I know. And he really is happy. He just likes to play it otherwise once in a while. Actually, he doesn't really. Maybe he is miserable. I don't know. Sid's Sid's a fascinating study. Because like I said, if I can attach one phrase to him that describes him, and I mean this in a very respectful and liking way, Sid's nuts. I believe that's purple tape. If Just off the top of my... Sid, if you're listening, call in. We can get this one out of the way in 15 seconds. Let's go to uh, John and Butler. John, ask Mark anything.
1: Hey, Mark, big fan, big fan. Thank you very little. Hey, Joe, I do have to... You probably already answered this. What was your opinion, or how'd you like... I haven't seen Wrestle Kingdom yet. I'm
0: planning to watch Jericho in Omega tonight.
1: Ah, okay, okay. Hey, with uh, your Sid question, comment there... Um. He seems, he's not material, he's just, he's nuts, but he doesn't have like a big public persona. You don't hear about him dating famous stars and all that stuff, right? He stick handles around the
0: McDonald's logo before every game. He's nuts. That's the old Archie Bunker thing. Archie Bunker's brother comes and visits him after, you know, years of not seeing each other. Because Archie's dad was abusive toward him. Like he would lock him in a closet and beat him. But he always treated the other brother, you know, like he was made out of gold. And so the brother comes to 704 Hauser Street. He goes, you know, Arch, I've been thinking about it for years. Why Pop treated you so bad and he treated me so good? And I think I know why. And Archie goes, well, why? And he goes, Pop was nuts. And Archie goes, no, no, Pop wasn't nuts. He goes, Pop was nuts. Archie goes, Okay, maybe he was a little nuts. He used to make Archie. It was during the Depression. Archie had one shoe and one boot that he wore to school, and the kids called him Shibuti. Let's go to Eric and Thomas Jefferson. Eric, ask Mark anything.
2: Hey, Mark. Uh, have you ever driven all the way around the Pittsburgh Beltway? And honestly, what the hell are they for?
0: I No, and I don't know. Let's go to uh, Ernesto and Carnegie. Ernesto,
1: ask Mark anything. What's up, man?
0: Up.
1: Hey man, I just moved here from Las Vegas a couple
3: years ago. Why would you man. do that? <laughs> I have no idea. I needed to get out of the, of the heat, man. It was just it was too much for me. But uh, I didn't really know much about hockey back then, so I come here and all my new friends obviously got me to the pens, but as you know, there's a golden knights now, so I'm wondering, as a super genius, what is the right call to be a fan of? You mean right now? I, I mean, just, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to root for both. This is all. I'm when did saying.
0: you arrive in Pittsburgh? Like two years ago, January of. 20- yeah, you're a Penguins fan. 15- then can't change. And- <laughs> all right. No, that I'm being very serious. If you were here and watching hockey before there even was a Golden night, you're a Penguins fan. See you later. Let's go to Zach in the car. Zach, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. Yeah. Who's got the best burger? That's stupid. Goodbye. Let's go to Jason in McKeesport. Jason, ask Mark anything.
1: Hey, Mark. I know you're a big White Snake fan. Uh, Have you ever seen them perform the song Judgment Day Live? Yeah. Uh, What album was that
0: on? Uh, I believe it was Slip of the Tongue. Yeah. I have seen them perform Judgment Day. Not a lot, but David likes to do it. I think when they did their initial reformation with Reb and Doug and those guys 15 years ago, I think they played Judgment Day a lot coming out of the, the box reform. Yeah, it's great, too, live.
1: Yeah, I believe it. That's
0: like I mean, that's one of those semi-Zeppelin, quasi Kashmir type deals. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's why my favorite song, but it's up there. Top three, I'd say. Yeah, it's
0: great stuff.